Hello, I am Embla Naylor, and this is Human Design by Embla. On this podcast, we're going to talk about all things human design. It is my passion, and I want to share it with the world. The reason being, it is a very empowering tool for getting to know your authentic self and becoming your own authority in this life. Thank you for joining me, and welcome. Listen on. Hello, thank you for joining me for episode number two. I am going to talk about type today. Type is the most important thing in your human design chart. If you want to get a chart and follow along and see what your type is so that you can get to know your type a little better, you can get one on my website at humandesignbyembla.com. I send you a free chart. You can get a free chart anywhere, but I also send you a mini reading. So a lot of the charts won't send that to you, but I'll tell you a little bit about your type in the email and anything that pops out at me in your chart. If there's something that grabs me that I think you might want to know more about in your design. Um, so there are five types in human design and the types are like, for me, I'm a Libra in astrology. It's like saying you're a Libra in astrology or whatever your Myers-Briggs is. Mine is INFP and those are the most, most important thing for those. And type in human design is like the main thing. You could get along and life knowing just your type for a long time and even see a huge difference if you're following the strategy and not self for your type. And I'll get into what those are a little bit more as we go along here. So I kind of want to give you an idea of how type works. There are five types and they all have different, I guess, jobs in their communities. Um, We'll start out with the manifester because they are the one that initiates things. I've heard scenarios from other teachers saying if they were the one driving a train, they would say, I'm driving a train and you can get on if you want to, or you don't have to come on my train. Or I've heard other people say like, they're the one who flicks the domino and all the dominoes fall down. So they're the initiator. Um, I kind of look at it in the building an empire where you're building a community and they're the one that initiates and says, I want to build a community that looks like this. So they get an urge and the urge kind of pushes through them. They're like, I have to do this. And then they take on people to help them. They're like, I'm doing this. Do you want to come along or not? And then you've got your generator and your manifesting generator. And those are the main types in human design. There's more like manifesting generators and generators than there are anything else. It's um, about 37% generator and 33% manifesting generator. They're very similar, but I'll go into what the differences are. But they're the builders. They're the ones who have a lot of ideas and creative energy and can get in there and do the work and they can work from morning to night. So once the manifester says, let's do this, and they're like, yeah, I'm on board, they will start 
like the plans and the construction and get everything going. And then you got the projectors. Projectors are going to be like, all right, yeah, you're doing a good job. I'm going to organize a group over here to do this. And then I'm going to organize a group over here to do this. And then I'm going to look at the whole thing and say, yeah, you might be better in this group or you might be better in this group. And the job that you're doing as a group here is great. And this job over here could probably need a little work in this area. So they are the coordinators and kind of your advisors. They tell you how you're doing. And those are the main types, the solar types, um, the ones who get energy from the sun. And then there is the reflector, and they're just a small amount of people in the population who aren't a reflector. They get their energy from the moon. They are very interesting human beings. They're lunar, and they're guided by the moon. So when they go to make a decision, they just kind of have to wait for like a full moon cycle before they make a choice because they're going to change every day along with how the moon or whatever the moon phase is. So that's them, but they're the ones who tell us what the health and wellness of the community is. So if they are happy, joyful, healthy, doing well, you know, robust in nature, that's saying this community is doing really good. They're reflecting back to us. And then if things aren't going so well and they're depressed and upset and disappointed and don't feel good, um, that for the reflector is like you're in a toxic community and you're reflecting back to the community all the toxicity that you're absorbing. So they just absorb all of that energy in the environment from people and then shine it back at them. So they are a very um, important part of the community. We kind of need to seek them out in our communities and they need to be right in the middle of the community to let us know how are things going. So generators are the largest population. Um, what generators do is they create. They are life force energy, workforce energy. They have the largest aura. They have the most magnetic enveloping aura that takes people in. They're um, just very social beings normally. If they're not, it might be because they're experiencing some kind of, you know, burnout because they haven't been living as their type for a long time. Um, we have the signature, which for a generator is satisfaction. So the signature in human design is what you're going to be feeling if you're flowing with the universe and you're um, using your strategy and your authority. So the authority for generators is your sacral chakra. And you're supposed to listen to that. How that works is you're going to feel an uh-huh or an uh-uh. So uh-huh or uh-uh in your say girl. And that's going to come up your throat and out your mouth. Uh-huh or uh-uh when you get presented with some kind of opportunity. So somebody might come to you and say, hey, are you interested in going out to pizza tonight? And you're like, uh-uh. That means you don't do it. If somebody comes up and they're like, hey, do you want to go out and get Chinese food? And you're like, uh-huh. You do it. Like, that's what you should be doing. That's the thing that's going to satisfy you. That's going to make you happy in life. Um, 
But ultimately, it's the bigger things in life that you're really concerned with. It's good to practice with some of the smaller things, like what do you want to eat kind of stuff. Or, you know, if somebody says, what do you want to eat? That's hard to answer because it's not um, a yes or no question. The open-ended questions are kind of confusing for a generator. So we need to talk to the people in our life and tell them, hey, work generator, could you please start asking me yes or no questions? It makes it a lot easier for me to respond. Um, but some of the bigger things in life, like you're going to make a big purchase, a house or a car, or where you're going to live in the future, or a job, or career change. These kinds of things are things we respond to. Um, how I got into human design was I just started researching it after hearing about it in another podcast. And um, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. At the time, I was doing life coaching certification training. And I didn't like all the paperwork. There are so many papers about what are your goals in life. And um, here are the different areas in life that are important. How do you feel about those? It's just like ongoing intake forms until you can actually know a person. I'm like, I'm looking for something else. Like I want to know and be able to see how a person operates right away. So um, human design at that time kind of fell into my lap and I started researching it. I started pulling up people's charts and telling them about it. Like, look at this and look at this. I was really, you know, feeling excited about it. And I went over and I'm talking to my neighbor. I'm telling her about it. And then she was like, you should do this. Like, you're really good at explaining this chart and telling me stuff about it. She's like, this should be your job. So for me, right then, I was like, uh-huh. Like, totally. I want to. So I was responding to something the universe sent me. She wasn't the only one who said it. I'd heard it several times. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing. So it became my passion. And, you know, I've been taking quite a few trainings and I've been learning and studying kind of nonstop for a while now. Um, yeah. So our job is to kind of just keep creating. They say, oh, you're supposed to wait to do anything, but that doesn't mean not doing stuff. Like we're still cleaning our house or, you know, making money maybe in the not satisfying way that we are until we have an opportunity that comes up and then we can start flowing. And it's really important in the beginning to just start removing clutter from your life. Um, and that can be in the form of, you know, toxic relationships, toxic behaviors and habits, and just cleaning the house and getting rid of things you don't need, like creating space for the universe to bring you things. Um, because that's kind of how it works is that, you know, the universe is waiting to send something to you. If your energy is clogged with garbage, it can't send you something, you know, that's going to help you flow in life. So it's important just to kind of stay clear and clean all that out. If we don't do that and our energy is clogged and we're not getting things to respond to, and we're not responding, we're just doing what we have to, and kind of in that survival mode, um, then you end up with your not-self. And the not-self part of a generator is when we get frustrated. And the frustration is telling us, you're kind of not on your path. You're not doing what the universe 
seeds for you. This is not going to bring you satisfaction. This isn't going to make you happy. So the steps there are to take that as a cue that we need to start doing something different where the universe ends up bringing you something that looks like burnout. You're tired and unhappy and don't feel well. It can be all those kinds of things. Um, so we're listening to our gut and that rules everything for us. That is our authority and our strategy is not to initiate projects. It's to respond to things outside of us that come to us and that can come from the universe. And, you know, if you have a question and you're like, Hey, this is something that I'm interested in. universe, let me know if that can happen for me. And then you start seeing signs. It's whatever, you know, you think is a sign. You're like, Oh yeah. So I was walking around town today and I saw the same sign three times and it was regarding something I'm asking the universe like and then you can take that as a sign or you know a symbol from the universe that's saying this is something you should do that's something you should look more into you know that's a yes if you're interested in doing it so generators um they usually are people that have just kind of one thing that they're really into and that they master. Occasionally there'll be plateaus where they're going along and they're not really getting a lot of energy or response about what they're doing. And that's a time when they just need to do a little bit more learning and take in information about the thing. And then all of a sudden they'll get something to respond to and they'll kind of up level in their craft or their mastery, whatever it is. So it's hard not to get discouraged during those times, but you have to know that something is coming eventually. And I will move on to the manifesting generator since they're just so similar. Um, the manifesting generator is a little bit manifester, a little bit generator. It can be more manifester or more generator. It just depends on how the energy looks in your chart. Um, they also have the sacral defined and they are also sacral authority. So the yes or the no. Um, the thing with them, why they're a manifester is that they move really quickly and they can keep their energy moving really quickly. They're meant to multitask. They're meant to have multiple interests. They um, can have a lot of irons in the fire. And if they have a lot of things going, they have the ability if they're more on the manifestor side, to be able to initiate projects and get things going. So they have fast energy. They move fast, work fast. Um, they can make mistakes a lot because they're working so fast and have to go back and fix things. That's pretty common for manifesting generator. So they're similar to the generator in their themes. So they're going to have their authority is the same. That's sacral. And the uh-huh and uh-uh that comes up is also, you know, something for them that they need to be aware of in responding to the universe. And um, their not-self theme is anger and it is frustration. So frustration is the not-self theme of the generator side. Anger is the manifestor. And their signature will be both peace and satisfaction. And that's the not self or the signature theme of the manifestor and the generator. 
So they get a little bit of both sides to them. Um, yeah, so that manifesting generator is a little combination of the two, and it's about 33% of the population. And then we have the manifester, which is 9% of the population, and they're a very powerful being. They have a very strong, powerful aura. They're meant to initiate and get the job done. You know, they have a huge work life force energy about them, but they're not designed to work the whole time because they do not have a defined sacral, which indicates that you're meant to do work all the time. Of course, all types are meant to take breaks, but manifestors, projectors, and reflectors do not have sacral definition and they need longer breaks and they need to kind of work in bursts. Whereas manifesting generators, especially, they just keep going, 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 going. And generators, they also go quite a bit. Um, the one thing I have an open solar plexus. So I take on a lot of energy from people emotionally and that can tend to wear me out. So I just have to know when to back off of being around a lot of people. I can do a lot of work and have a lot of energy as long as I'm not taking on other people's emotional things all the time. And I do, I take in a lot of it. I feel what people feel and that can be kind of a challenge and it can eventually lead to burnout if you're not kind of emptying things out and being aware of the conditioning and letting go of things. Um, so for manifestors, they need to work on what they're working on without being interrupted. So they need to get the ball rolling for these projects and they have these ideas and things that they want to do. And when somebody gets in the way, even somebody just to come in and ask a question, it takes them out of their workflow and that can be distracting to them and they lose that connection of the flow that's coming from the universe. Um, a manifestor will tend to be snappish and like talk short with you if you interrupt their flow because they don't want to be interrupted. They have their um, signature is peace. So when they feel peaceful, that's what they're supposed to feel. That's how they know that they're in line with the universe. And then they feel anger when they're not in the flow. Um, yeah, and they, they can burn out. And a lot of times they will keep working and working and working too hard because they're, you know, powerful people and they have the energy to do all the work but they need kind of more of a work-play balance, work in bursts and then spend more time resting and then work in bursts again and then spend more time having fun and not just keep working on the same thing the whole time. So what they need to do is to inform people of what they're doing. Um, that also goes for manifesting generators. They need to inform people of what they're doing. This is important because they're not all that good at it. Um, it doesn't come naturally to them and then they just do things and people get upset with them that they're just like, when I first met my husband who's a manifester, he would just walk out the door when 
he had somewhere to go but not tell me what he was doing or where he was going and then I was left going where's he going what did he do is he mad is everything okay you'd have all the questions in your mind and he'd come back later and I'm just like you didn't say goodbye and you didn't tell me what you were doing and that makes me wonder if things are okay and he just didn't understand that that's something that he needs to do and he was like oh well I haven't really lived with a woman before and you know been in a relationship like this before and I've lived with roommates and I just kind of left and came as I wanted but later I was like no now I understand he's a manifester and he just didn't know that informing is important for both parties it's important for me to inform him of what I'm doing also but when they make decisions or they have something that they're going to do that's big it's important to let people know ahead of time I guess that's just natural with anyone anyone that it might affect you want them to know that you're planning on doing a thing so that it can flow a little bit more smoothly and everybody's aware of what's going to happen um let's see we've got projectors that's the other type that there's about 9% of the population is manifester and then 20% is projector and the projectors are here to let us know how we're doing. They take on energy in a different way than the generator and the manifesting generator. Um, they kind of just absorb a lot. They have an aura that um, takes in from other people. They're usually pretty open in their definition. They have an open sacral so they have to work in burst also like the manifester they're not meant to work from morning to night or nine to five or night shifts that kind of thing they need a lot of rest rest and relaxation what their type of work is more than talking to people and coordinating people and um it's not physical work i mean it can be but just done in short periods of time the strategy of the the projector is to be invited. They need to build skills and master the things that they're good at. Um, like my son, he's playing music, so he's mastering that skill, and then he gets recognized for a band that wants him to play, and then they invite him to play. He's a projector, and so is my daughter, and my mother was also. Um, my mother spent most of her life working as a manifester. She was trying to initiate things and also a generator because she was just working, working, working on the things after she initiated it and she ended up burning out um, as a projector. So I think I started seeing signs of that in her 40s that she wasn't doing well. Um, you know, the thyroid starts failing and the whole endocrine system isn't working and you know she starts having problems with health and yeah she didn't fare well and then ended up getting cancer and passing away towards the end um yeah so I am very careful about my kids energy just having that awareness I'm like I don't want to see Something similar happened to them. So I work with them um, and make sure that they have time alone, away from other people, try to give them lots of downtime, but also 
keep them mastering skills so that they can get invited to things. The not self theme of the projector is bitterness. So when they're not in their flow and they're not waiting to be invited and doing other things, they'll get bitter. So they get upset and kind of feel like life isn't going so well for them. So what I find is that they really like recognition and it's important to them that they're recognized for their skills or what they've done or what they've contributed to things. Um, yeah, and they're just supposed to work two or three hours a day. They're really good at guiding others. So that's important because they take on so much energy from others that they have intuition and awareness about what others should do. It's really fun talking to older projectors it seems to be the type that is most attracted to my particular work. I'm a generator, and I don't know if it's because I know so much about them, having two and having my mother as one. Um, but yeah, it's like I can see how they can see so clearly. They just see things from a different point of view. They have a good perspective of everything going on around, and they can tr contribute information. Or if I ask them questions about something, they always have a very like pointed answer like I think this would do great for you so it's fun to like watch that happen and know what's going on just energetically like how they always have a great answer so then we have the reflector and that energy type I find quite fascinating um I met with a, or a reflector sorry I met with the reflector um, not that long ago and you know it's just very apparent like how she was a reflector and when you meet with a reflector they said like immediately you start to become aware of things about yourself and I felt that really strongly and like oh like for some reason like this social anxiety that I'm constantly trying to hide was really coming up in my like one-on-one -on -one session with her and I'm like okay for some reason I just feel really nervous and I'm like oh I'm like that's because she's reflecting something back at me that you know something I've dealt with my whole life is just social anxiety as the kid um it was just pretty debilitating as far as me creating friendships and doing well in school I was just terrified of having to be in big groups of people I see the same thing in my daughter. And if we get deeper into human design, we're both cave types. So I can see how that is. We just like to know what's going on in the room around us. And we like kind of small groups and small, like tight spaces, kind of dark and soothing and comforting. Um, that's why living in the Pacific Northwest, it really works for me and I'm out in the woods and it's kind of dark and cave-like all of the time. And that's so comforting. I came from Arizona where it's just expansive. Everything's open and it makes me feel super uncomfortable. And here I just feel like I'm getting a big hug from the universe all the time. I love that. But um, yeah, I prefer small groups and I prefer talking to people one-on-one. -on -one and I think that's really part of that cave type. She has the same thing. She doesn't like the big groups at school. So in some of her classes, she has big groups, some of them little groups, and she thrives a lot more in the smaller groups. But the reflectors, you know, they'll show something like that, shine it back at you, you know. It's like here, giving you something that you should be aware of. And um, I have grown to be more of an extrovert, although I'm an introvert. So 
I recharge when I am alone, but I like being out with people and talking to people and getting really excited about human design and telling people about my passion. Um, they seem to get excited about it too. And I hear that back from people. I get that feedback. It's probably my projector friends going, Hey, yeah, you're really excited about this. And it's so fun to see you light up when you talk about it. But the reflector, their um, signature is surprise. So when they're in awe and everything is surprising to them, that's when they're in the flow in life. And then when they're not in the flow in life, like they're usually in a bad community, like their environment isn't good for them. And that will reflect outwardly to everything that's going on. So it's really important for them to be in a strong community. They're really good at curating community and bringing people together. Um, they'll feel disappointed when things don't seem to be going well and they're not in the best community and the community maybe seems toxic. Um, they have 28.5 days um, before they can make decisions. It's 28 and a half days. That's the full cycle of the moon. And when they're going to make a decision, they have to like, oh, should I date this guy and wait that long because their personality changes so much during that lunar cycle. It's like every day they are basically a different person. So they have to see if they still feel the same about that person for the whole time. And if at the end of that 28.5 day cycle, they still have the same feelings towards something, they can go ahead and act on it. Um, they need strong relationships with people and their aura, they take in lots around them. They're very open and um, they've got kind of a repellent about them in the fact that they have open centers and they're receiving everything in their environment, but the condition isn't like the conditioning for a lot of us feels like it just hangs on for them. It can kind of roll off of this repellent. It's like when you put the sealer on your car so that the rain doesn't soak in, it's kind of like that. It's just like things are able to roll off a little easier than absorb like it does with us even though they are receiving everything around them with all of their openness. So if you find a reflector, you'll be super lucky because they're like friends for a lifetime and they like really deep relationships where they can talk to people because they need to talk a lot of things out with people because of how they make decisions during that lunar cycle. They need to talk to people about how they're feeling and because they have all that openness and everything can feel pretty intense, they like to hermit sometimes, um, but it's really not advised that they should be out in a healthy community and reflecting back to that community how, you know, they're doing. So it's the health and the wellness in the community. They do need lots of alone time. Um, we all need alone time a little bit per day just so we can be aware you know we have open centers all of us and those are your chakras and the open centers are where we take in conditioning and things from other people and just to recharge and kind of feel who you are as a person as yourself 
and not taking on other people's energy. It's good to just be able to spend time alone. We don't always get that, like as parents. We have kids sometimes around us 24-7. But if you get a chance, just, you know, 20 minutes a day, or however long, an hour or two if you have it. So if you've gotten this far in the podcast and you want to know more about your type, you can go to my website. Um, if you haven't already, it is humandesignbyemblood.com. You can get your chart there and I will give you a mini reading. Um, after I give you a mini reading, if you want to go further, I'm happy to do a reading for you. They are an hour long foundation session and I will tell you about your gifts and um, we'll work together on empowerment and becoming your own authority and working with the universe to find your flow. Yeah. I look forward to sharing more with you about human design. I have an episode coming up shortly about the open centers. That one's kind of fun. All of the centers, they're the chakras in your body and when they're open, you are conditioned in those chakras or you take an energy or you're intuitive. So there's both shadow sides and gifts to your openness. So when you get a chart, um, we can talk about the different parts of the chart and each of the chakras in the chart and how that might affect you. That is a really interesting topic. I think I find that the most interesting of all the topics. It's one of my favorites. So there's that coming up and then I'm going to start doing some interviews in the future. Thank you again for joining me and I will get that recording up for you next week. Thank you.